I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 186 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest to bring you guys today. You have seen him on Good Morning America forecasting the weather. Meteorologist Rob Marciano will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. We have been all over the map this week. You have heard from Tim Brent, former NHL hockey player, Chris Santillo, author, George P. Bush, the Texas Land Commissioner. Today we got meteorologist Rob Marciano, and tomorrow will be Thomas O'Neill, the first-class father of Navy SEAL Team 6 operator Rob O'Neill. So it is so cool to listen to so many different perspectives on fatherhood and family life from such a wide variety of dads, and next week will be no different. So make sure you are following me over on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for next week's upcoming guests. I do have to give a big shout out to Junaid Ahmed, who helped me out big time with some of the audio for today's podcast. He has done an awesome job for me, and he has a podcast of his own called Hacks and Hobbies, which I definitely recommend you guys checking out. Uh, So thank you, Junaid Ahmed, for all of your help. Tonight, I will be taking my daughter out for a little daddy-daughter one-on-one time. We're going to go see Disney's Frozen on Broadway. She is very excited, as am I. I'm looking forward to also meeting Robert Creighton, who plays the Duke of Wesselton in the show. I was fortunate enough to have Robert Creighton on the podcast here. You can hear my interview with him back on episode 153. And I will be posting some pictures of the night up on Instagram, so follow me over there for that as well. And Lent is over, as you know, which means video games are back in action at my house here. It was so nice to be without them for the last 40 days, but uh, since the kids have off of school also this week, uh, they are definitely getting their fill. But once school returns on Monday, my wife and I are going right back to the no technology during the week. It is definitely difficult. I know many of you dads are out there with similar struggles with all the technology, uh, so we have to do the best that we can. And one of the best things about the technology is it gives me a chance to connect with you, the listeners out there, and more and more of you guys are reaching out to me every day. And please know that I am grateful for each and every one of you. Um, If I have not responded to you yet, please don't take it personal. I'm doing my best to engage with everybody who reaches out to me, whether that's on Twitter, uh, through the email, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be. And please continue to share this podcast with every father in your neighborhood and in your contact list. It really all goes a long way to help me uh, bring the best podcast possible here. So I really appreciate it all. Let's keep the fatherhood conversation going strong. Fatherhood rocks family values rule and every day is father's day right here with me and i'm going to jump right into the action now with meteorologist rob marciano i'm alec lace and you're listening to first class fatherhood I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and joining me now is a First Class Father. He is a meteorologist who has been covering the weather for more than 20 years. You can catch him on Good Morning America in studio or out in the field in the danger zones. It is a big privilege for me to say Rob Marciano, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. So glad to be here, Alec. Uh, when my wife hears this, she's going to fall on the, on the floor. Uh, first Class is, isn't something I've been described as, but we're doing our best, aren't we? That's all we can ask for, I guess, here. Let me start with this, Rob. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Uh, we have two kids, 
Uh, our first is seven years old girl, and we just, well, just, we have a nine-month-old baby boy. So a, fair, a pretty good split. We weren't sure about having a second, and uh, we finally pulled the trigger. I procrastinate with everything, so it's uh, not unusual. Uh, but we, we couldn't be happier to have, have the two, and uh, I think that's where we're going to start. You know, trying to catch, I, I'd like to say we catch up to you with four, but that's not in the current plan. One and one. You're not going to try to break the tie, huh? <laughs> no, I don't think so. We're getting too old, Alex. I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> All right. What type of uh, sports or activities is the seven-year-old into? Well, she loves she loves her soccer. Um, she'll climb just about anything. She's a little monkey. And, uh, you know, she tried her ballet and tap dance and that kind of thing. But she she kind of gravitates back to back to soccer. We just moved to the suburbs, so at seven years old, living in Manhattan, she still doesn't even know how to ride a bicycle. So that's priority number one now that we have some, some greenery as a cushion to uh, to go to learn how to ride a bike. And, and also with the, with the yard now, I'm excited to see what she takes up with uh, with me playing with her in the in the backyard. Uh, if it's beyond soccer, uh, I would I would welcome that. Whatever she wants to do, that's the key. Uh, I don't. I don't believe in like forcing anything on my kids. I'd love for her to play golf and to ski. Those are two of my favorite things to do now at, at middle age. But uh, I'm not. I'm not going to force it on her. So whatever she picks up on, which whatever she's good at, and what is whatever she's passionate with, I'll promote that for her. Well said. Now, do you get involved with coaching at all with the soccer teams, or do you like to enjoy it more from the sideline? I enjoy it from the sidelines. My schedule, unfortunately, doesn't allow me to have a regular presence anywhere, including including at home, which is, is a struggle in being a dad in general. The concept of me having to leave and go somewhere last minute for uh, an unknown amount of time is, has been difficult for Madeline, my oldest, to, to wrap her head around. And now my youngest, uh, he's starting to realize that daddy's not here all the time. So... That's a pro- that's an issue that we have to work through at home, not with just with the kids, but with the wife being in, in the news business, and that's certainly frowned upon. You know, if you're if you're a little league coach of any sort, not being there for a game or practice. So I like to uh, help out as much as I can, but to be uh, to be the head coach of anything is difficult, unfortunately. Yeah, I definitely hear you on that, Rob. All right, please take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. I am a meteorologist by trade which uh, means I study anything falling from the sky, which is where Meteor comes from. But I'm a weatherman. I work for ABC News and Good Morning America and study the weather, forecast the weather, and report the weather in studio and in, in the field. And I've been doing this for, for over 20 years now with a uh, um, stops at multiple locations across the country. So I'm privileged to have a good cross-section of America as as far as living there in different places and reporting from different places. It's a country I love, and there's so many different corners and, and different people out there that, that I love interacting with. But weather's yeah. my passion. Among other things, weather is, is my passion. I always come back to being a weather geek. Anybody that is a meteorologist will tell you there was a, a storm when they were younger that impacted them. For me, I'm aging myself now is the 1978 blizzard in the Northeast. Um, and uh, I've been jazzed about weather ever since. I mean, come on, Alec, who doesn't, even adults like a good snow day, at least one. You don't want your kids out of school for too many, but everybody likes a good snow day. It kind of brings us all back to the nostalgic times of, of being a child and playing in the snow. 
Yeah, and I'll tell you what, on that, Rob, you know, we didn't get much snow this year, but we did get hit with a few delayed openings, and I think either you have school or don't have school. The delayed opening, to me, is the worst snowfall scenario. It, you're not the only parent out there to say that. You know, delayed openings are, are a struggle for all of us, especially for working mom and mom and dad. I mean, they have, if, if, uh, if the school is delayed by two hours and mom's got to get to work, that means mom's going to be two hours late. That's a, that's not necessarily a good thing for for her or, or the company she may work or he may work for. So I, I'm with you there, man. Either pull the trigger and shut shut it down, or or, or force him to school. Yeah, the half a day or the delayed opening is real bush league, I think. But all right, I know you said that you came to fatherhood late in the game here. So how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Well, I mean, it, it really impacts all of us uh, pretty much the same way. You know, I'm standing here while I talk to you and I'm looking at my feet thinking I'm, it has grounded me so much more. You know, you're out there chasing life, basically. And while you're chasing life, life's kind of passing you by. And when you when you have your first child, you, you realize, wow, there's there's a, a greater reason for being on this earth than just me chasing what what this life has to offer me it's now about what life i can give to someone else and uh that's impactful it slows you down you stop and smell the roses you you cherish every little moment and you realize that you are now charged with a greater responsibility than you ever thought you had before you had a child yeah very well said now does your daughter watch you on tv rob or doing the weather or has the fascination of seeing dad up on the tv there kind of worn off a bit Uh, does she still check out the show um, uh, you know, mom doesn't flip me on too often, but, uh, you know, if I'm out there in a storm, if it's, it's a little bit hairy, uh, Madeline still gets uh, a little bit ner- nervous. There was a time where she was frightened to watch me just standing in some wind and rain. Um, so it's not necessarily thing she, something that we, we like her to do, but if it's just me on studio playing around doing silly things, yeah, sure. She'll, she gets a kick out of it. I actually brought of my daughter on a live shot once to the M&M factory on Good Morning America. I thought she'd get a charge out of that. And she, we put her on television. There were supposed to be other kids there, but they didn't quite show up. So we put her on the air. And um, as, as outgoing and as freewheeling socially as she is, those lights came on and she, she, she uh, tightened up a little bit. And, and daddy, you would think, would, you know, would step in and, and be a seasoned pro and work her through this mess. But I was nervous having my own child on television. So... Um, that's, that may be the only time I'm really nervous on the air is when I have somebody I love on with me. I I don't want to mess it up. And, uh, look, you're at the M&M factory. That's a once in a lifetime deal for the kids. So she, uh, after that experience dove into the M&Ms and everything was fine. But, uh, uh, being on TV is just what daddy does. And she knows more importantly, I'm a weather geek and she loves weather too. So whether she gets into that as a profession, that's totally up to her, but uh, we all like being outside for sure. Very cool. And what was the transition like for you, Rob, going from one child to two and adding a son into the mix here? And how has your daughter's response been to taking on the role of big sister? Well, everyone says, oh, your daughter's older, so she's going to be a maternal. She's going to be a helper. It's going to be great. Well, she just like any other kid. I'm sure you experienced this when the second when the second one comes out. And no matter how old you are, and the attention goes to that one. Then you get a little bit jealous. So. There was certainly some jealousy. There was a time where she basically was ignoring the baby <laughs> and making things more difficult for us. But we're working through that now, and she's becoming, she's embracing the role of the big sister. As for me, when we went to have a second, 
but the first time around, like like most dudes, I was kind of excited to have a boy. But knowing when when we had birth, it wouldn't matter, and certainly that's the case. And she's daddy's daddy's little girl, and I love having a daughter to the point where when we had our second, I kind of was hoping for another girl because I was. I was afraid I wouldn't know what to do with the boy. I mean, I'm all about tea parties and dress up, man. That's my deal now. And uh, but having a boy makes you change your hat, puts a little pressure on you as a man. And now it's a little bit more rough and tumble. But that aspect of it has been so much fun. And uh, I couldn't be happier. And I'm excited to see him develop in, into a man. Yeah, awesome. I had it in the reverse order, Rob. We had our three boys, then got the girl on the fourth try. If we didn't get her on four, we'd have five by now. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's neat that you've, that you've, you've had it in that order, and she'll be taking care of her whole life. She better. That's the dream. That's the idea. Now, did you have any type of uh, gender reveal? Did Good Morning America do any type of uh, gender reveal to find out what you were having, or did you guys wait until the end to find out each time? Look, uh, I may work on Good Morning America, and they make a big deal about babies for sure. But they don't care about the dude. I mean, it's all, if I'm not the one pregnant and, and giving birth, you know, that, that's, that's the star player. So, uh, at some point, yeah, we made a reveal as to, uh, the birth of my, my son, uh, when it happened. But, you know, when, when, a, when one of my female colleagues, uh, gets pregnant, uh, and works through it on the air with America in, in their living rooms, it, it becomes a journey for everybody. So it's a much bigger deal when, when a, a woman uh, obviously gets pregnant, and not only that, on, on television. So not as big of a deal for me, but we were happy to celebrate with my colleagues and on the air when uh, little Mason was born. We're, we're so psyched. Yeah, and with what you just said there, Rob, I think that the woman gets you know most of the attention during the pregnancy, and rightfully so. She is having the physical experience, but it doesn't make the father's role any less important. And we do have a fatherless problem in our country right now, and I think if we take a look at the statistics of the children who are growing up without a father figure in the home, they aren't pretty. You know, there are much higher rates of teenage pregnancy, drug use, suicide, incarceration, I mean, all across the board. So uh, although the dad doesn't play the pivotal role of giving birth to the child, uh, they do have a substantial substantial and equally important role to play in the upbringing of the child. All right, it is time to get an important word from our sponsors, then back with more from meteorologist Rob Marciano. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. We are all about creating good humans, right? But if you're finding your kids are more interested in listening to cartoon characters than you, the parent, here's a great way to get your kids thinking about what good behavior really is. The SirDap Game Show app is so much fun for kids 5 to 8 who are challenged to figure out what's polite or rude, who left a mess, or what's right for the environment, while absorbing good messages about how their behavior can affect others. Check out SirDap.com to learn more. That's S-I-R-D-A-P-P.com. So uh, although the dad doesn't play the pivotal role of giving birth to the child, uh, they do have a substantial and equally important role to play in the upbringing of the child. I couldn't agree more. And my heart goes out to, to these single moms that uh, have to do it all on their own. Uh, and certainly to, to the child. And, and uh, these, these women are doing heroic, heroic things, raising a, a boy or a girl in this day and age. Um, with, without a father, and hopefully there are father figures that, at the very least that can mentor these children up. Um, I, on that note, it's you know in this day and age, it's uh, there's a lot of pressures on on being a modern dad, as you know. We, we're kind of expected to to be in all all things at once, and 
Um, it's it's a little. It seems to be a little bit more difficult now than it, than than it used to be to be a dad and to and to um, bring home the bacon and and then uh, you know do the bottles and the diapers and all the things that are are expected of the modern man. Not complaining by any means. I think it, it brings us closer to our children. Um, my dad never changed a diaper in his life, <laughs> and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. So I embrace uh, being a modern. A modern father and being hands-on, and I think your your kids, at least mine, respond to that. Yeah, hundred percent. And fathers have definitely evolved over the years. Here, one thing I could never imagine my father doing is apologizing to me for anything, and that is something that I do with my kids, especially if I punish the wrong kid for the wrong reason. I call myself out on it, and I let them know that I made a mistake. For sure. I mean, I I find myself having to explain myself when I you know when I don't act appropriately. You know, if I get frustrated and, and, you know, throw a little adult tantrum of any kind, if I do it in front of my kids, I mean, that's that's just horrible modeling. And uh, you certainly want to give yourself a self-check, be self-aware, and then tell your kids, look, that wasn't the right thing to do. I'm sorry I did that. And, and uh, we nobody's perfect, even, even mommies and daddies. But that's uh, – you try to make everything a teachable moment. Um, but at, at some point, you know, if you don't – if you don't sh- – Straighten up. These kids get old enough and smart enough to be like, okay, you keep saying that, but you're not changing the way you do things. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yep. We're all evolving. Yeah. All right. Well, as a meteorologist here, you never get credit when you're right. Nobody ever walks out of the house on a bright, sunny day and says, damn, the weatherman was right on the money again today. But as soon as it starts drizzling a little unexpectedly, everyone starts pointing fingers at you. And as parents, we depend so much on your predictions for the sports that our kids play, uh, for birthday parties. So do you catch any heat from your family members? Uh, you know, when the weather turns unexpectedly, does, does your phone start blowing up? Oh, absolutely. My sister uh, got married last year on the coast for September 3rd. 13th and the first thing i said was well that's the absolute peak of hurricane season so good luck with that um i'm not saying you're going to get a hurricane but i'm going to get a hurricane which will be difficult for the boss to handle sure enough hurricane florence hit the day uh that she got married but i was at her wedding as as any good brother should be my wife is always joking you know half-heartedly but not that i don't know what i'm talking about when it comes to weather because she's always asking me what should the kids wear what how should she dress to go out the door and you know if i come off a shift or if i've been off for a couple of days i'm you know i'm focused on the national weather story the big story nationally and not necessarily the minutiae of the 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 local forecast and sometimes she'll ask me and catch me off guard what's it going to be today and i'm and i kind of think say oh well uh, i don't know it's it's a little bit of it can be a little bit embarrassing to be the, the the meteorologist on a national scale and then Ask being asked for a forecast by your wife and not having an answer. <laughs> and how does your bedtime routine look, Rob? Uh, you know, are you a storyteller? Do you read books at night? Are you a lullaby guy? What does the bedtime routine look like in your home? Well, the, the youngest gets a little bit of humming lullaby. He gets a, a, a cross between, I don't even know the, you know, the, the lullaby. Uh, it, it was played when my daughter was born at Piedmont Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia. Every time a baby was born in the maternity ward, they would play the chimes of that lullaby. Not that I sung it well, but that, that lullaby. So ever since I've heard that and experienced that in the, the days that she was born or shortly thereafter, I hum that to get my kids to go to sleep. That and Silent Night 
that's a year-round winner, in my opinion, to, to get the, the, the littlest ones to, to nod off. So that's for the baby. For Madeline, she used to be a three-girl, a three-book-a-night girl. Now we do two. Sometimes we negotiate that down to one if she wants to play uh, or take care of her brother a little bit more. But we love to read to to the little ones. My wife is a big bookworm. She ha- always has her nose in a book. She grew up with books, and she insists that we have tons of books around the house, both for adults and for kids. So we instill reading to uh, to our kids, and we love that part of it. I think it winds them down, gets them away from the TVs, devices, the craziness that is the modern world, and it gets them into what kids do best, which is, you know, think about fairy tales and fantasy land. Yeah, well said. I was an Edelweiss guy myself. I sang that to all four of my children when they were infants. And, uh, you know, as far as books go, I love Brad Meltzer's uh, I Am series. He's a former guest on the podcast here. I think that uh, the series he put out there with the I Am, those books are really awesome. Are you um, going to give me a little, give me a couple of bars of Edelweiss for, for our listeners here? You know, I would, Rob, if I had the whole Rodgers and Hammerstein score in the background here to help me out. You know, my daughter's four now. I'm, I'm a little bit out of tune. Uh, I'll, I'll let you off the hook, but it's, uh, it's, you know, song is is always helpful, and I think for for men, especially if you just if you can't sing, which I don't sing well, so I'm a big fan of humming, and that vibration of you humming, I think helps put the the babies to sleep too. So you don't have to be a great singer to to help out in the music department. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Rob. And how about discipline? Uh, what type of disciplinarian are you as a father? Are you a spanker, timeout guy? How do you kind of handle discipline? Well, we were we are not uh, spankers. At the moment, <laughs> uh, I can never promise anything going down the road, uh, but uh, we are and we haven't been timeout people until recently. Our our Madeline has always been our seven year old. She's always been very good about responding to reason, uh, kind of an old soul. Uh, she's she kind of at times can think and communicate like an adult. And my wife especially is really good at sinning my daughter down and explaining to her what she did was was bad and why and and because of that we're going to punish you by taking away this playtime or you know we, we do things more about taking away things that we know that she enjoys doing uh versus you know a spanking or a timeout now that said on on more gross infractions and repetitive infractions we will then uh, sit her in a timeout. I grew up getting spanked not too often. We knew uh, when we got it, it was, uh, you know, probably for good reason. I got the belt mm, twice from my father. And uh, from that day on, all he had to do was walk in a room and touch his buckle. And we shaped up real quick. So uh, I'm not a proponent, as a modern father, I'm not a proponent of corporal discipline corporal punishment uh, but I, I, it was effective to me for me as, as a kid so i see both sides of that coin at the moment we are not physical with our children <laughs> yeah and the fact that you remember the number of times it happened uh, goes to show how effective it was 
How about you? Did you get that? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if I would consider it spanking, but, you know, yeah, my father didn't fool around. He, he comes from a much older generation. He had me when he was 50. Uh, you know, he grew up in the 1930s, so uh, it was a much different time. But uh, that is something that has changed quite a bit, and I don't know if it's for the better or for the worse because it is effective. And, you know, I, I mean, I spanked my kids. I mean, I always felt guilty about it when I did after, uh, but I didn't do it past a certain age either. I think once the child is old enough to, you know, communicate his feelings, use his words, and understand the circumstances, it's really no longer necessary. As my mother likes to joke, uh, she, if she was a parent in, in, in 2019, she would have been thrown down by social services on, on more than one occasion. Um, yeah. So that's, that, that's the other issue, too. It's like, you, you know, you start touching your kids before you know it. Uh, one of the neighbors sees it or, or a teacher gets wind of it. You know, you, you spanking your kid at home and, you know, social services shows up. So. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, gauntlets to run parenting in the modern world. Yeah, and I think there is a major difference between spanking a child and beating a child. So, I mean, yes, some parents refrain from the fear of judgment from other people, but, you know, it's a tricky situation no matter how you look at it. Um, all right, what's next for you, Rob? The Good Morning America show is going strong here. What type of goals or plans do you have for yourself for the future? I often joke, but it's only half joking, and it's going to be some advice that I give my kids at some point, which is uh, don't have specific goals. If I had specific goals in my career, I don't think I'd be where I am today. There, When I first got into this business, there wasn't a position for a degree to meteorologist at the network level. It was the Willard Scotts of the world that held those positions, and they were more funny uh, weather guys that didn't have knowledge of weather. They were bigger personalities, and uh, nobody really took the weather seriously when they were speaking of it. So it wasn't something that I even had on my radar. Uh, And there have been a number of turns and twists in in my career that has taken me to places and opportunities that I would have never dreamed of early in my career. And in part because I think uh, at at that time, I didn't really have any specific goals. Work hard. Look at the, the task that you have in front of you. And good things will come and just be ready to take those opportunities as they come. I'm just hoping that I can support my family in five, five years, 10 years. I've got a nine month old. That means I got 20 plus years before I'm an empty nester and, and a couple of colleges to put these kids through tuition wise. So I'm not retiring anytime too soon. I'm going to ride the wave as much as I can. And number one priority right now is keeping a roof over my family's head. Yeah, I'm down with that. All right, Rob, last thing I want to hit you with here, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Put the golf clubs away. Um, Anything that you love to do that's time-consuming, that's going to take a backseat. There's no such thing as being a a good golfer and a good dad to a toddler or a young child. And just enjoy the ride. It is such a sweet moment in, in your life that uh, you you can't even explain the feelings that, that run through your body before it happens, as it happens, and then the tall task of, of being a, a parent to these kids as they grow older. It's, it's a job, and it's full-time for sure. Um, just enjoy the ride. It's a, it's a good one. Well said. I love the advice. Uh, this has been a lot of fun for me. You are a first-class father. I got to say, Rob Marciano, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. My pleasure, Alex. Thank you. Okay, I'm back with a couple of closing thoughts here in just a second.
back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Rob Marciano for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's podcast. I always love to read your feedback. And lock it in for tomorrow. We're going to have a Frogman Friday sort of podcast here. We have the father of Frogman, former Navy SEAL Team 6 operator Rob O'Neill. His dad, Thomas O'Neill, will be here. So it will be very interesting, a little bit of a different flavor to it. Uh, Don't miss out on that. And please, don't forget to tell every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list about the podcast here, First Class Fatherhood. I can't say thank you enough to all the listeners out there for all your support. Lock it in for tomorrow's show. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.